Perhaps somebody would like to move this meeting along and make a motion to accept the minutes as presented. Your Worship, I Pardon me. Uh, your, I would uh, make a, a, mo a motion, Your Worship, that we accept the uh, the minutes uh, as presented with the one uh, correction uh, noted by Mr. Burr. All in favor? You were about to say something, Mr. Maxwell. I just wanted to... Um ask you, would that be part of your motion? Because the correction has already been made. Uh, fair enough. The, uh, that part of the motion is not required then, just uh, as presented. Thank you. Okay. <coughs> uh, are there any public hearings, Ms. Alexa? No. Uh, I understand that we have two presentations. Uh, one from... Uh, well, I think this is where we're actually uh, handing out some money to, in a big form of a big check to Glen Mary to allow them to host the vintage car show. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so, Monsieur Gagnon, if you can come up, I've got a big check for you. There you are. <laughs> so, uh, you can even take it to the bank. <laughs> Well, well, we'll do, we'll do a little uh, photo thing here right in front. Uh, we we'll get all the council to... Actually, what we'll um, what we're going to do is uh, do the so the town of Peace River had a booth at the local trade fair and uh, collected some names in a couple of so we picked two of them. Perhaps we can uh, get Deputy Mayor Manzer and uh, Mr. Councillor Needham to. Draw one each from. How do we open it? Uh -huh. <laughs> That's fine. 
So at the uh, trade show, Councillor Needham is going to make the first draw for uh, pool passes. And the winner is Angel Legenchuk. Okay, so is it for two sets of pool passes? No, just one. You, you're drawing for one, and Mr. Needham has already drawn for the first one. So it's another pool pass. So one was a wine box. So this was for the Rosewood wine box and the pool passes. And the pool passes or just one? So we have two sets of them. Yeah. It stays on that box, does it say? Friday. Okay, so Friday was Friday was uh, three pool passes, family pool passes, and four insulated water bottles. And Saturday was uh, stainless steel uh, rose. Rosewood wine box with stainless steel wine opener, stopper, spout, dip stopper, and wine thermometer. So should we make, oh, first prize is actually three full family passes. Okay. So Ms. Legenchuk won three pool passes for the Friday. And Deputy Mayor Manzer will uh, pick a lucky winner for a... Wine Rose Box and Catherine Saint Amour. Or Saint Amour. Okay. And she wins a rose rosewood wine box and one pool pass? Three? Okay, excellent. Well no yeah, second prize is Rose Bus Rosewood Wine Box, stainless steel wine opener. Does she actually win a there was pool passes in the wine box, so I'm sure she did. On Saturday, when we were there. So I think both days had the pool passes. Great. Okay, well, we'll give her a pool pass even. If that's not the case. <coughs> Great. Uh, and we uh, welcome the North Peace Performing Arts. Hello. Hello, Donna. Rana. Good. How are you? Thank you. Let me just find this here. Come on. Where is it? It's the very bottom. It's PowerPoint. 
I'm sorry. Thought this would come through right away. It's not. There we go. All right, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, Honorable Mayor, Mayor Tarpey and Peace River Council. Thank you for inviting me to represent some of the arts here in Peace River. I'm Donna Brenham, and I'm currently the president of the North Peace Performing Arts Festival. And what is festival? It is a platform for musicians to showcase their abilities and talents in various disciplines, which include voice, speech, choir, band, instrumental solo, and piano. The festival is held yearly in March or early April. It began in 1992 with entries in piano and band only. This year, 2015, we presented 404 entries encompassing 538 participants. 33 sessions were held over a period of 12 days. Adjudicators are hired to critique and encourage those who enter this competition. Awards ranging from $50 to $1,000 help to place a spirit of doing my very best on each of the participants. These adjudicators are hired for their expertise in the discipline that is their forte. They are usually Alberta professors or university teachers. We pay them a generous $150 per session, with most days having three sessions. The awards offered are from various presenters who live within the communities. Awards are given to those who achieve their very best and even to those who struggle year after year to place high. Examples of awards are an extraordinary participant who exhibits selfless qualities and, of, and supports and encourages other fellow competitors. There's an award of $400. <coughs> a passion award for a multifaceted performer who exemplifies a love of music and zest for learning, $300. Rotary Music Camp Scholarships, $500, and a $1,000 scholarship for a student who exhibits a high standard in two or more disciplines. There are sacred awards, speech awards, a vocal awards, band and chorus awards, instrumental awards, and senior and junior piano. This year, we had five, 55 awards with a total of $6,800. And if you add the value of other recognitions, such as trophies and certificates, it comes to about $7,300 that is given back to the participants. This is Emily Lutz, who won the $1,000 scholarship. The two weeks of festival are brought to a close with a grand concert, and that's what um, um, Oren was at this two weeks ago, yes, at the grand concert, and, and um, Mr. Tarpey. It highlights the award winners and outstanding selections. The award winners and award presenters are given a private meal together with emphasis on sharing some time, getting to know who received and who gave the award. Photos are taken and the show begins. The largest financially beneficial venue available to us with the required sound and light is First Baptist Church. Approximately 420 people attended this year's concert. In this slide, you will see Glenmary Senior concert band performing from the balcony of the Baptist Church. 
Sarah Kyle performing Maybe from Annie. Grace Fullerton preparing for a group selection called Lollipop. Rourke Whalen playing You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Ethan Collins on the fiddle playing the Orange Blossom Special. And a duet from Frozen performed by Natalie Potts and Matthew Fullerton. I have brought with me one performer today, and that's Grace Fullerton. And she had a speech called Rindersella that she will be taking to provincials. And she would like to perform that for you now. Sudden, the mid clock struck nice, and Rinderzella seized down the rares at the bottom. 
tried his shoe on the mugly other, and it fidgeted it. <laughs> and then he tried on the sissy uglers, and it still fidgeted it. <laughs> but then he tried it on Vinder Stella, and it fidgeted it. <laughs> so they were married and lived heavenly after happily. <laughs> now, the story of the whole Mori is, if you go to a Bansley Falls and want to prance and hit to loll in a pub with you, don't forget to slop your dripper. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. Festival does not end here. Oh, I could have gone back. Okay. That was called Rindersella Place. Festival does not end here in the Peace Country or in any other local. Provincial competitions begin in May with many of our participants attending. If you're in contact with any of these performers, please congratulate them on their endeavors. We have Amy Eckhart, Grace Fullerton, Sarah Kyle, Emily Lutz, Alicia Whalen, and that's just with vocal and speech. These, these children and youth represent 12 and under to senior. And then in piano and instrumental, there's Piper Fibliski, Emily Taylor, Rourke Whalen, and those that were recommended but unable to go are the, the Sophia Bosma for violin, Ariana Bosma for French horn and Hannah Bosma for piano. Here's some pictures of them performing at Grand Concert. So we have Emily Taylor, and we have Emily Lutz, uh, the passing of the baton or the trophy from Aidan Rosted, who was the $1,000 winner last year. Our financial budget is approximately 45000 a year. All positions on the executive are volunteer, with the exception of the entry secretary, who receives $2,000. All of our fundraising has been done through direct contact and request letters. To date, we have not received any grants from the provincial or municipal government. This year, the, short, the festival is short 7000 in anticipated donations. The festival is not a local-only small-town event. Many of the participants who have aimed high and excelled through the North Peace Festival are now its outstanding citizens and performers in their own rights. Consider our community choir who excelled in their performances. Planning for and performing at the standard that is required has prepared many young adults for success in the work field. I have a few examples here for you. We have one young woman who is an outstanding corporate lawyer in Edmonton. Jubilations, dinner theater, uh, and other headlines such as the Passion Play in, in Drumheller. We have one girl who's um, working the West Side um, in London, England, musical theater. A fellow, uh, a uh, strong tenor who has currently been chosen to showcase for Emerge, where producers, scouts, and directors pick the cream of the crop, worship leaders within our churches, leadership in local stage productions. We have a country folk rising couple soon to be releasing a new name and a hit single. Teachers of music independently and in corporations. Performance musicians worldwide. Secure musicians and singers who become involved in the communities they live in. The Drumheller Passion Play. Lead roles. 
and the Premier's prayer breakfast, there has been numerous participation from, from, the, from North Pace. Here's a few slides in recognition of these accomplishments. Bracken Burns. We take a look at the Corcoran family here on your right, and all three have participated in festival. And we see um, Amy Eckhart at the church in Edmonton downtown where our vocal solos are held. Here's our country du folk duo, which some of you will know. Our community and, and school choirs. And these are actual photos from this year and last and their performances. Rehearsal and performance of Premier's Breakfast. We see um, Josh, uh, Josh Corcoran and Megan Houle, and Megan Houle at the piano. Our Honk Jr. and Milan, which some of you will remember. Kevin Cambridge and some of the backstage help. These kids have all gone through festival. A rising star on your left and college pros on your right. Emily Lutz as a beginning teacup and now as with her performance in Phantom of the Opera. Festival in action. Most importantly, participants gain a true value of confidence in who they are and what they can accomplish. In 30 years of teaching here in Peaceur and being involved in platforms such as festival, I've had the opportunity to witness many young people gain success and self-confidence, which carries them through entrepreneur challenges and endeavors. The upcoming generation of leaders requires mentoring, such as festival does. Teamwork is encouraged. They plan. They prepare. They present. They memorize. And they memorize some more, and they, then they succeed. They aim high and excel. They shine, be it with an instrument or even through an elementary choir. They gain confidence, and they grow. And they can be all that they can be. Festival is about people, lasting friendships, being together, working together. Volunteers, in, as in any plat platform, make this event happen. Teachers, accompanists, and approximately 80 additional volunteers commit to keeping the arts alive each year. And so if, as you take a look at the festival committee, I ask that you acknowledge those that sit on the executive if you know them or, or to happen to meet them. The reason I bring this information to my town council is to provide you with a taste of what is happening in the arts among our young people here in northern Alberta. They are our performers, our teachers, our talent, and our advocates for the performing arts in, about, in Alberta and beyond. I ask that you only consider where we can take this generation with financial assistance and mentoring. Thank you for allowing me this presentation today.
Megan Houle. Was that the young lady from Folair? Yeah, blind. Right. Yes. Is she still performing around here? Uh, not around here. She's no. in. Uh, she's taking communications at uh, Grant McHugh. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She was even able to learn how to um, handle a stage with musical theater, be able to block it, being totally blind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do Just knowing what is happening here, um, what is happening within our community, it is North Peace encompasses from high level right down into the French Connection, we call it, and into Fairview area. And um, many people don't realize what is really happening during festival time. Uh, Having over 500 participants, having over uh, 400 entries, you know, it's it's big. And I, I realize the importance of sports and I realized you know I raised four boys so I realized that but I'm taking a stand for the arts here in in our area um um I hope that maybe um Athabasca Hall will be refurbished and we can use that as you know I'm just just putting a little bit of a bug in your ear to remember the arts and uh and be there for us Not all of the performances. We videotaped some of the performances during the the actual, and those were for particular students who were um, competing for the Bev Klein's Cross Thousand Dollar Award. And so we have three judges who were, and um, nobody knows, uh, unanimous, and those three could not all be there. So in fairness to all of the, the com- competitors, we videotaped every one of their particular um, sessions, yeah, just their performances. That's something, yes, that's something that we can do. Yes, yes. You do, yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. The websites and and Facebook and Twitter, they are our friends that cost very little. <laughs> no, we don't, didn't. There's not enough washrooms, so no Athabasca Hall. But we walked through there at one point and thought, oh, if only we could be back. Yes. For some of our musical theater. Musical theater is really big here. Really big. Um, um, Grace... It's not just speech that she enters. She enters piano and musical theater and vocal. And and a lot of the the participants do. They do various disciplines. So...
Uh, no, it's what they love the best because they can be somebody they're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, um, I don't know who, who should Donna get in touch with if we if we're trying to if they're they'd like to pursue this local artist of the week or. You can just start by by sending me an email or note okay. or whatever, and then we'll get you. Okay. Get you in the right hands. All right. That sounds good. Thank you for that. Thanks. I have one last question. Mm -hmm. um, this year, I don't think there was a, a children's play, right? Uh, Does that have any impact on this festival in terms of kids coming forth to perform different things? I think maybe they came forward easier yeah. because they weren't as busy with the, the, the children's play. Which takes a lot of hours, and so, and then we back right off of that. They, that's usually October, November, and um, they normally have to have all their entries chosen by Christmas, so that we enter by the middle of January. So, yes, yeah. But a lot of those kids do perform there. Also, also um, perform in festival. I see we have a bylaw in front of us, in front of us bylaw 1959. Um, you want to uh, give us the background on this, Mr. Bunn? The bylaw is just presented uh, for first reading and, uh, for council approval in order to advertise for the public hearing process. It's to amend uh, lots to to match the the existing lots to the south of them, which is uh, commercial light industrial you know, on Weberville Road. So what the request is is to give first reading to allow the the advertising and set the public hearing. Do councillors have any questions regarding this bylaw? Who pays for the advertising? Is that the town does, right? Correct. Okay. The town, uh, there's typically a fee, though, for a land use bylaw amendment, which covers those costs. In this instance, uh, it is an item that may be discussed later on because there was some confusion at the time of the annexation as to. Because that's that's my question. It's, to me, it would be reasonable the town would waive that requirement then, just if if the problem isn't with the with the applicant. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that I think we will be discussing in the future. But they do just at this point want to move ahead with it. So. Okay. Your Worship, I'll put a motion on the table that we accept the bylaw 1959 for first reading. Okay. Any, uh, yeah, it's 1959. Okay. Do you, do you have any concerns? Okay. Any uh, further discussion? Hearing none. All in favor of Mr. Burns' motion? Passed. That takes us to unfinished business, residential waste. Um, uh, is Ms. Adams going to give us the, the results of the survey and uh, last chance to make a recommendation? Anna, do you, did you provide the survey results? They're not. 
The survey results, the um, by a slight margin, was the residential waste pickup manual and the accompanied recycling bags. So that was the that w that also lined up with the contractor recommended option. Yes, it did. Do you remember how many respondents you had to the survey? I think there was uh, 400. Number comes to mind is 462. That seems quite a few, considering all the surveys and monkey surveys and all of that that we put out. Right. Did someone uh, review them to see if Rod Burr uh, put in like 200 of them? Or? Actually, yes, we did, and yes, he did. No. It was quite a topic of a discussion at the trade show. Lots of people. Okay. So was the topic uh, aligned with what the the survey? Most of the people were just in favor of having street side recycling. Yeah. They really didn't care whether it was manual or mm -hmm. what type of pickup. Just get the recycling on the street. Okay. Well, who came in second then? What option was second? The um, it was the automatic pickup with the recycling. Oh, so that was the expensive one. Right. Okay. Which we could in the future move into. And all the ones that were just plain pickup garbage? Only. Very, very, very few. Okay. One other question, Your Worship, just to clarify. Uh, weekly blue bag pickup. So um, is is there separation? Is, is there a blue bag for, for metals, glass, paper? Or is it can it be co-mingled into the blue bag? My understanding is it can be co-mingled, but that would be part that, of the learning process. That's, that was my understanding as well, but I was just seeking clarification, right? So, Councillor Bird, do you want to make a motion to focus discussion? I'd like to put a motion on your table, Your Worship, to go with the manual garbage pickup with the three-bag limit, and including with that the weekly blue bag pickup. And just to confirm, this is the one that uh, will cost $221,337.60. That's, that's the option, yes. Any uh, any further questions or comments that councillors would make? So I just have a question. So when it says three-bag limit, that means you put three bags in a garbage bin and they get picked up? Yes. Okay. And if you put four bags in the garbage bin? You get three removed. <laughs> okay. And weekly blue bag pickup. Is that, that's one blue bag? Unlimited. Unlimited blue bag. Okay. And does this provision also include, um, if I've got a fourth bag of garbage, can I go and buy a tag someplace? Yes. I think they'll have to be sort out some of the details. Like I've heard some places, you know, if there's garbage in the re the blue bag, they won't pick it up. So I think that needs to be part of the, the process and get that clarified. But. And one last question. So on average, we pay $15 per month sort of per household right now, or that's what the 
consumers these. Um, what would the cost be for this in terms of the $15? Is it $15 or something I, different? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'd have to get back to you on that. It's close. The budgeted number is about 234, and this is 221. So it's it's not going to be a huge okay. difference. Okay. okay, I'm going to call for a vote on uh, Councillor Burr's motion. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Your Worship, if I'd like to put a motion on the floor to uh, direct administration to review the monthly utility fee of $15 charged to residents and report back to Council uh, with their findings as to what that number is with respect to the current contract. Okay. Um, anybody have one, uh, would like to interrogate uh, Councillor Needham on that motion? So when you say the current contract, like... The, the current contract, uh, let me clarify, that would be the evergreen contract that we're moving to. Any other questions of Mr. Needham? I can try the motion again if council members would like it. I believe my wording uh, was something along the line, direct administration to review the uh, monthly uh, utility charge to residents uh, uh, charged by Evergreen and uh, report those findings back to council um, at, at a, an appropriate time. I think your actual first one was was clearer. <laughs> then, then, then I'm obviously I'm suffering from verbal diarrhea. <laughs> the deputy mayor threw me off. <laughs> I believe your first one was to direct administration to investigate uh, uh, the uh, how how the. Uh, $15 will be, well, what the uh, utility charge should be for the... Uh, for, the ever, for the Evergreen contract. For the Evergreen contract. Correct. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Needham's motion. Okay. Uh, we are now in new business. Uh, airport... Cafe proposals. Mrs. Adams, are you handling this? Yes, I am. So um, what you have before you is um, the request for decision for a call that went out for proposals to operate the airport restaurant. We received two, and they're attached. And I basically looked at them. As the monetary income is basically nominal from either. I looked at hours of operation, days of operation, and that's what I based it on. And the actual, and then the presentation itself. And so I would re recommend it to council that you enter into agreement with the homegrown cafe okay. versus hangers cafe. Okay. Any questions of uh, Ms. Adams? Your, I was um, perhaps I missed it in the briefing note. Um, the cost of utilities and those kinds of things, natural gas, uh, is that the towns or are we? 
is the is the new tenant going to look after that? I there there is no separate meters for for any utilities specifically for the cafe, so it would be uh, it, it would come out of the revenue, the cost. The uh, proposal that you have here has them starting, or the recommendation for homegrown has them starting May 1st. By the looks of things, this proposal was just received, so is May 1st still a reasonable date for them to commence? Um, when I guess I guess what I'm wondering is, has it been a while since we received this? Like, should that be revised, or no. is this fairly recent still? I just I talked to her. Approximately a week ago, and we're discussing um, Shell's landing and that there might be a decrease in revenue. And she was no mention was that it was kind of becoming a time crunch for her. So I'm going to assume that May 1st would still be. Do they need any modifications to the site there, Sandy? Or they um, probably, but that would be under their. They would have to bear the cost of it. But all the heavy, all the big equipment's there. This small equipment they'd have to buy and bring in. So we would have some sort of a contract, I'm assuming, with these people. Yes. So is it's for one? Is this contract a one-year contract? First six months uh, free rent with with the last six months a rent to be charged based on three percent of gross sales. Is that? This option or this proposal is 7% of restaurant income after expenses up to $3,000 with a rate review after six months. So that would be written into the contract. Okay. But uh, usually they're year-long contracts. Okay. The 7% uh, number um, is based on a, some sort of industry standard or a negotiated number uh, or that was the number the proponent came up with? This is, that was part of the question of, the, of what we asked them, and there's okay. the 7% of the net. All right. So they decide what the net is, or do does the town kind we of have... We have to audit that. But basically, there's a six-month probationary period where we, where they get a chance to figure out if this is really going to work for them. Plus, we have a six-month window to kind of work out these some of these definitions. Right, and they'll also be like if they they're not making it after three and they decide to quit, they have to it'll be in the contract 30-day notice from both parties. It would be typical of what they've had before. Okay. Do, does this organization, uh, this company, have other restaurants that they run or catering outfits? That she, they run? she had a resume, okay. and she had history, or but I don't remember it having her having a restaurant. I think she worked in the industry. Okay, so you didn't include that resume? No, because it was personal knowledge on the internet. Right, okay. 
just okay. Background check and so on. Does that include any certificates that she would need in order to? Yes, she has food run. handling certificates and such. And GST number. Um, I'm not sure. You have to make over a certain amount before you have to apply for it. Well, Your Worship, to focus discussion here, mm -hmm. I would put a motion on the table to accept the recommendation of administration to award the um, airport cafe proposal to homegrown cafe to commence May 1st with a rate review after six months. Any further questions or comments? Okay, I'll uh, call for a vote on Councillor Benke's motion. All in favor? Passed. Uh, I think we'll just leave you in that chair, Ms. Adams, because the next item on tap is water meter replacement tender joint capital projects. Um, once again, what you have in front of you is <clears throat> a request for decision for award of the capital project known as the residential water meter replacement. There's a typo, sorry. So a little bit of the background. Last year, I gave notice that they would not be supporting the readings of our water meters and providing them to us so that we had to um, replace them and get our own um, supply and replacement of upgrade of residential water meters. And so we put out a request for the proposals and on the AC, APC as well as our website. And although there was a lot of interest, I think we had 13 inquiries or downloads from the website, we only received one proposal. And that proposal was from the... Neptune group, Neptune Technology Group. So we have two options. One option was where the meter had three components, which would be the meter, the wire, and the transmitter for a portion of the project. And that would be under item one on your options. And option B would be where it was one component. So everything was one where you didn't have the wire or another component that was actually sending the readings off. And then additionally, we are asking for 10000 for a mobile data collector. So I'm asking Council to approve the award to the Neptune Group for 579170 with a contingency to the budgeted amount of 635 635000 to be funded through capital projects. And the contingency, if you looked on provisional items, because nobody knows what's actually out there, an example would be if they had to crawl in a crawl space to redo it, it would be a $65 additional fee. And I don't know how many crawl spaces are out there. I don't think anybody knows. Um, if a curb stop was inoperable, and they had to bring in a freezing unit, but we have freezing units, so we'll 
chances are we won't be using that. Um, if the meter, and who knows how many people have walled their meters in behind drywall, and we need to get access to them, we're going to actually have to open the wall in the carpentry as we would put a door or something to get access in the future. So they would be charging us a $55 carpentry fee. And let's say a, a resetter. And a resetter is if the meter's 90 degrees and we need to turn it, or if it's off to the side and we need to turn it 90 degrees, a resetter is two wires that kind of allow it to turn 90 degrees. And talking to the, the consultant, there's usually on a town this size, there might be four to five of them. And I could go on. So what's the amount you're asking for? Like five the 597 is what the contractor's asking for. So that that's the includes the contingency? No, she's no. asking for $635,000. For contingency in, over and above the other? No. no. Uh, so the, the amount is $597,170. Okay. With a contingency to take that up to six hundred thirty-five thousand okay. dollars. Right. So, um, and we originally budgeted six hundred thousand. Six thirty-five. Oh, did we actually? Be, oh, okay. Okay. I thought, okay. I believe, uh, Your Worship, at the trade show, we had a chance to look at this uh, new Neptune, or it was sitting on a display, and uh, I think most council members know what it is. I, I presume that was the model with the little antenna? It's not quite like that. It's actually a little smaller. Oh, but smaller, it's okay. So my question is uh, line freezing using freeze kit. What, what exactly is that? On, I'm looking at item J. If, if the... Um, Turnoff valve before the meter can't be shut off or it's leaking. Yeah. We actually have a freeze kit that will freeze that line. Right. All right, I understand. So that you can do the disconnect and then do it back on. Yeah, right. I, I thought, all right, fair enough. And, and just one final question, if I may, which I'm not clear on the reading capability. So um, I, I, I like what I see. It's certainly within the budget, but just clarify. So, and there's some software here. So, how are we going to read these things again? What's what? What's going to happen? Your white truck is going to drive by my house, or, <laughs> or, or what's going to happen? Actually, yes, it is. Um, uh, I know it does already, but uh, uh, with respect to the water meter. <laughs> okay. So what it's going to do is it has the capabilities of reading two kilometers if you can see it. If something's in the way, it, it can't read up to two kilometers. But... It's going to drive by, can log in, it reads it, and then you can actually send that data via email to the town office, or you can use a flash drive, or you can actually bring the data collector in. Um, and then it also, this data collector that um, the reads or the meter readers also have a 90-day backlog capabilities. So if something happens where somebody says, I haven't used that amount of water, we can go 90 days back and meet, uh, monitor whether in these three days 
excess of water was used, we can actually pinpoint it. It reads it every 15, 15 minute, minute intervals for the data. Okay, no, that's fair enough, and I, we shouldn't bog the group. So is this a portable unit, and then uh, it comes back to the town office and the data is transferred to a utility bill? Is that is this a this is all inclusive. We don't. We don't need to be buying. That's that ten thousand. That's the ten thousand. That's what I meant. So yeah. with that, we we we're done. This this will generate the invoicing on the utility bill. Record the fourteen cubes a month times a rate of four something, and and we're done. It will bring it back to the office, and then we'll generate the okay. bill. And any so on meter day, you would anticipate driving the whole town in an hour, two hours, or three hours? Is that sort of the vision? You'd That's my vision, yes. So you yeah. pick a, a day in the month, mm -hmm. uh, cover the town, and then any idea how long? That, that must be a huge time-consuming element, I would, I would Absolutely. Think. Okay, so any idea what that is? Or for time-consuming? For time-consuming. Well, well, right now, her she's walking a lot of okay, it. Okay, all right. So, that, so the obvious is uh, the obvious is there this is this is a considerable saving absolutely okay. and with this she can also go out and she doesn't have to take the read bring it back to the office and find out what's going on she can actually use her her cell phone and read the 90 days right there out in the field okay good fair enough so, thank you so maybe we just need to clarify a little bit the atco system that we are on was automatic meter read so it it fed directly uh, as those things started to go down, we then had to go to different systems. So we have a combination of manual, of, of uh, some ATCO, and some other reader devices that we use. So we have three different combinations going right now. This will standardize the entire thing to, to this type of uh, automated reader. And as Sandy said, at two kilometer, if we could find the right location, in theory, we would just we would be able to just put the unit and read the entire town. We wouldn't have to be driving around to do it. But as a starting point, that's where we'll we'll start is just driving to figure out how far we even need to go to capture everything, and and then look down the road at whether we can just secure it somewhere. Right, and I want to clarify: they're not all going to be replaced with these brand new little meters with the radio transmitters on. There is going to be 550 of them replaced. There's 1,500 that only need the transmitters replaced so that we can read it. So as far as the contingency goes, uh, the 35,000, that's a number that they recommended for contingency or is that a number that we have picked? Like how certain are we that that contingency is realistic? Because I would think that's where where we could run into a lot of problems here, having a lot of older homes in this community in terms of access to the water meter and whatnot. Um, I think it's cushioned pretty well, that 35000 the, the honest answer is we don't know. Uh, but at the time when we were putting together numbers, that was our budget number, and, and I guess we're – we're hoping that we're going to be able to stay within budget, but we, we can't say for certain, as Sandy indicated earlier, we just don't know what we'll run into. So um, they intend to do the entire town within a certain time period? Like, do we know By how the long? end of June? End of June? 
In your background, you mentioned the fact that there was some of the people that looked at these things that thought that they were at a disadvantage to Neptune's bid because? Um, because about six years ago, um, we knew that we needed to replace these meters and there was a lot of discussion and the companies came in and the decision was to go with Neptune meters. So we have 400 already Neptune reading and that's an asset that we shouldn't throw away. So I, that was part of it, that if they couldn't utilize those assets, those meters, then they were to come up with a price to either replace them or have something that worked. Yeah, so the potential com competitors looked at it, said you had 500 Neptune meters and kind of felt that they, would, uh, they wouldn't be able to match the price, which is fair enough. Well, it, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah, not I, it's just. Oh, that makes sense. Just want to clarify. So, uh, Neptune Technology Group, uh, can you speak to the company in terms of how many years they've been around, how many years you expect them to be around, that sort of thing? Obviously, we don't want to get into Like, ATCO is a large company. Uh, you obviously thought they'd be able to service you until the day you retired, and that wasn't mm -hmm. the case, so. Right. Um, Neptune's been around um, since 1960. They're known throughout Canada. They have, I have testimonials from numerous municipalities in Alberta, giving them, accrediting them for good work. Um, these meters are known to have the lowest pressure fluctuation going in and out. Um, they have excellent field service history. Their proposal is they're going to take it from the scratch to the finish so that we aren't going to be doing any cleanup. It'll be just a nice smooth transition. They're going to oversee everything. But they're not going to do, you don't have plans for them to uh, take on the billing component? No, not at this time. That is the service they offer. And the one major difference between ATCO and Neptune is Neptune is a water meter company, whereas ATCO was, uh, you know, that, that wasn't their prime business and they just used it as an add-on that they thought they could carry on. But Neptune's business is water meters. So... Uh, their, their history, um, and they are, I forget how many million or millions of meters they have across Canada now. So, right. it, you know, they're not a new company by any means. And their meters are all metal, where other people's, there's plastic components of them. And they're out of Edmonton, Toronto, Halifax, Vancouver. Like, what's their, where's their home base, you know? I think it's in the east, but they have major offices in Edmonton, a major office in Edmonton. Okay. Calgary, Alberta. Let's okay. Any questions from that side of the table? We keep getting these artificial bills they make up and they're always way higher than we normally are, so I'd like to see them replaced so we get automatic meters all the time. Greetings. Okay. So who's going to make a motion on this? I, I can make uh, a motion, Your Worship. Uh, I would uh, certainly put a motion on the floor that uh, Council uh, 
accept administration's recommendation to award the water meter replacement project to Neptune Group in the amount of 597.170 with a contingency to the budgeted amount of $635. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, it's been a long night already. 635000 uh, to be funded through uh, Capital uh, Projects Fund. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Nieder's motion? Mm. Passed. Uh, that uh, brings up uh, the Town of Peace River Community Services Capital Projects. Council administration provides you with a report in regards to um, recreation capital projects that are within the 2015 capital budget. Um, I've provided you with some background information in regards to where the current capital cost sharing account is at. It's approximately $1,045,000. However, this does not include the upcoming dispersals of uh, a commitment of 50000 to the Curtis Marshall Skate Park and 125000 to the Peace River Child Care Association. Um, and also the request that was dealt with at the last meeting of 225000 for the pool air handling unit. 25. Um, which would be our portion of it. Uh, Councillor Sawchuk missed that meeting in that discussion. <laughs> we were slightly over in that um, bid, in the tender for the air handling unit. Um, the 2015 capital projects that were allocated to be funded through the capital cost-sharing account included the following uh, projects. The 12-foot Davis Events Park, completion of Phase 1 and 2, uh, for a total project cost of 224463 within that budget. Um, downtown Pocket Park for approximately 21000 Trail development, um, and we're looking at the Shasbury Trail area for 85000 And then also noted already and uh, addressed at the April 7th meeting was the air handling unit project, which that budget came in at $1,035,000, which was approximately $180,000 more than the capital budget that had been allocated. Um, the municipal park project, had already received a contribution from Northern Sunrise County of 175,000 last year. Um, so this money, and that's 175 in total, both town and uh, Northern Sunrise County contribution. Um, the unspent amount was carry over. The unspent amount is carried over to the current 2015 budget. Um, we expended 24,492 in 2014. So therefore, there's approximately 150000 available for um, the 2015 budget. We also were able to confirm a $25,000 grant from CN Eco Connections. So thus, we're looking for an additional $48,955 to finish off the complete Phase 1 and Phase 2 for that park. Um, downtown pocket parks and trail development do require the full funding amount as per the 2015 capital budget. So administration provides you with um, four options because I couldn't narrow it down to two. There are uh, quite a number of different options available to you and I'm sure there may be a few others but these were um, 
the four that sort of were the top of the, the pile. Option one was to look at making a formal request to Northern Sunrise County as per the 2015 capital budget approved by council. That's how we've budgeted for these projects already and ask for the full funding amount. Um, there is an impact on that cost sharing agreement. So that's one of the dis or cost sharing account. So that's one of the disadvantages, the advantages. That's how we budgeted. Thus, we shall proceed. Option two is to fund the projects of the trail development and downtown pocket parks through, um, in this case, the recreation reserve is what we would propose. In addition to uh, requesting uh, with a withdrawal of 48955 from the cost-sharing account for the 12th of Davis par project. Um, this option gives you a, a combination of the two, use it utilizing reserve, not having to go to Northern Sunrise County to pull additional funds out of that joint uh, capital account. Um, but there is a commitment already for the 12th of Davis Park, so you would just proceed as per the budget on that particular item. Um, your recreation reserve is sitting at approximately 131000 um, and that would be for the end of, projected to the end of December 31st, 2015. Therefore, expending um, $105,000 or $106,000 remaining would be approximately $24,000-$25,000 in that reserve by the end of 2015, if this is the option you so choose. Option three has a quite uh, a slight change to it. I noticed I made a mistake. It is 48955 is the number we'd be looking for the 12th of Davis Park, not the 73 that's noted in the report. I apologize for not catching my, my change that needed to happen. Um, this particular option, we are recommending to defer the capital projects of trail development and downtown pocket parks. Um, but to proceed with the capital um, 12 foot Davis Events Park as it has been a commitment already made and to proceed forward. Um, this particular option is not a favorite of mine in terms of not proceeding with the trail development as it is also one of council's uh, strategic priorities. Um, option four, we introduce a completely new um, availability of a funding source this being the Shell Fund, um, and looking at uh, submitting an application of upwards of $250,000 for some of your capital and operating components of uh, trail project planning. Um, we have $100,000 in the current 2015 operating budget for overlay and maintenance of trails, plus we have the 85000 as noted already for the capital project. Um, and there's additional uh, related equipment costs depending on the application of uh, Shell's criteria that we could include into that and request upwards of $250,000 is what we would recommend. Then in addition to this, we would proceed with the 12th of Davis Events Park as a joint capital project and request the remaining 48955 to be withdrawn from the cost-sharing um, account. Um, but we also, with this particular option, are recommending to defer the downtown pocket parks uh, unless council so chooses to direct that um, project through another funding source. 
Um, this particular option gives you an advantage for us to proceed with, uh, potentially proceed with the capital projects and even cover some operating costs if Shell is inclined to provide the funding for the projects. And there is a, a disadvantage to us as we are recommending a deferral of one of the projects. Um, and we outline the potential implications for the finances. So there is potential operating budget savings of 100000 and coverage of your capital project of 85000 and potentially more of upwards of $65,000. Again, if Shell agrees and um, provides funding. And if they don't, we're back to a different option. Then we would move, come back to council with one of the other three options. So what's timeline on Shell's, like... You put an application in. Ongoing. I don't know how quickly they. Well, that's what I mean. So if you want to get some of these things moving this year, like yep. are we going to be bogged down till September before we find out? We would anticipate if by June, uh, the CAO and I had discussed if by June we weren't seeing any traction on it, that we would go to come back with um, one of the three other three options. That still gives you enough time to carry out your. It gives us enough time to get engineering completed on the trail development, definitely, and also um, getting the asphalt overlay completed for September okay, if we get in you. the queue with the company. So the $25,000 grant that you referenced from CN, what's that earmarked for? Specifically, uh, trees, um, the large planter that's to be proposed along the Banks hillside. I of, lost my direction. Of twelve foot. Yes. Oh, okay. Specifically for twelve foot Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it becomes a savings for the town, and we don't have to commit that twenty-five thousand to the project. I have a question. The council as a whole, like, has anyone really talked to Northern Sunrise County? Like, we all talked about what we want to do with that, but we've never really said what do they want to spend on. Like, shouldn't I think we should talk? talk to them and figure out what's their vision for fun because it just seems like it's willy-nilly they'll throw something out we'll throw something out well and I, I believe that's part of the advantage of going with this fourth option is it gives you an opportunity to have that discussion without maybe opening up um, areas that maybe you don't want to necessarily um, go into so they had the presentation though on the 12 foot davis park yes. and they had agreed to just phase one and phase two they hadn't agreed to take it to phase they hadn't we hadn't asked for phase two so that was an additional well forty eight thousand dollars oh okay yeah. so they had only approved phase one up until now formally yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah the idea was to go there every year and ask sort of the phase continuation complete go yeah. to phase two go to phase three yeah and i count i believe councillors burrs comment though is it is some sort of longer term plan um, a discussion is not a bad idea because we will be going back then with the air handling unit hence this report that we waited to present the air handling unit request until council reviewed this report because it has a implication on on that potential that request also so we could package them together essentially depending on your approach you would like to take so have uh, or has the town applied to the Shell Social Fund before for stuff? I don't believe so that I'm aware of. You know, I'm not paying attention. Years and years ago, 
Oh yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. The enviro, yeah, waste. Yeah, that's right. So we, uh, I guess there was a meeting um, talking about the arena with them out of this social fund. This this number, if you notice, ties quite nicely to uh, a lost revenue item that Shell previously indicated that. Um, they, they asked us to look at whether there is an, another way to offset that revenue item. And this does, does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and when, when we talked to the, the new um, social investment ladies, trails was something specifically that they mentioned because it has a safety component to it, getting people uh, off the roads, running off of the roads and mm -hmm. whatnot. So I can see the tie here. So, I mean, personally, I think it's, it's a good fit. And, I mean, if we can... I guess minimize at this point because it feels like, I mean, Councillor Burr is right. It feels like every time we turn around, we're like, oh, we'll just go to the Joint Capital Fund for that. And there is no rhyme or reason to that. And pretty soon that fund is going to be depleted and it's not going to have fulfilled necessarily what it was designed to fulfill. Yeah. So I don't, I personally like the idea of looking at option four and seeing what other opportunities are out there for us. Well, I guess the rhyme and reason is we're running out of money. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. And I have, you know, follow our last meeting, I did talk to Reeve uh, Anderson from Northern Lights. I bumped into her another thing, and she said, yeah, come and talk to us. She wouldn't say yes or no. She did point out that they, their grants, council grants program has only got $40,000 left, so if we're going to get money from them, we better ask sooner rather than later. And I threw it out at uh, uh, Reeve Garrison, as, uh, Garrett, Tomlinson, and he was... He was said, yeah, come and talk to us again. You know, so. Well, I guess, the, I, I mean, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I'd be prepared to put a motion on the table with this one um, for option four. And oh, put it out there. All right. So uh, to accept, I believe that's administration's recommendation as well, option four, yes, uh, to apply to the Shell Social, Shell Social Fund for all proposed trail development for 2015. Um I guess, of an application up to $250,000 in project expenses and then to request a letter from... Oh, these need to be two separate motions, actually? Yes. Okay, yeah. so we'll end there. Okay. So do you want to read back uh, Councillor Berkey's first motion? Call me for my benefit. Certainly. <coughs> oh, okay. Excuse so me. It's right from, the, right from here. Okay, I don't need to read it. So it's basically the first paragraph. Okay, anyone else want to ask more questions? If not, uh, who uh, votes for Councillor Benke's motion on the she she sells she sells by the to the social for the social fund? Okay, uh, anyone against? No. Okay, so another motion needs to be made. It sounds like. Okay, I guess I'll do that one too. Uh, I get, uh, ask administration to uh, send a letter of request to Northern Sunrise County to withdraw $48,955 from the capital, or I guess is the joint capital fund uh, for the remaining 12 foot Davis events park expenses. <coughs> okay, all in. F well, what do you say, Councillor Such? So that would just take it to the end of phase two, right? Right, I think so. Correct. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? 
I like to put a motion on the table that the I'm not sure whoever deals with that joint capital fund, whether it's the mayor and the deputy mayor, arrange to meet with Northland Sunrise County and just have a friendly discussion over how Northern Sunrise County sees those funds being expended or saved or whatever. By the time that happens, we'll probably have that uh, recreational needs assessment out, right? Does that come back? No, you haven't. You have not missed anything yet. We're trying to find a date for the end of April, early May, to have a presentation to all councils, attempting one of two time frames. Yeah. So, Mr. Mayor, to finish off this one, do we have to make a motion to defer the downtown park thing? Oh, sorry, you're no. still. I don't think so because we we don't need a motion to defer the downtown parks. We're just not going to do them because you don't have any money. Kelly, is that correct? Yeah, uh, they're in our budget. I mean, we haven't we haven't intended on. Or, Intended is the right word. We, we don't have a plan to proceed. So if council wants to clarify that we're not going to proceed, they can make a motion. Otherwise, we will get to it if we have the resources and dollars. Mm -hmm. I'd say just leave it in limbo until we, until we still feel more confident. Vote on Rod's so, motion. Yeah. So, uh, well, so why, why do you want to make that motion now? Why don't you want to wait until the... Uh, Till the rec needs study comes in. Because it takes such a long time to get councils <laughs> together. To, thing I'd rather get that in the well, works. I, I didn't hear you say get councils together. It was just the deputy mayor and the mayor. Would well, but even even then, like my experience has been, sometimes it's taking four, six, eight weeks just to get, you know, the mayor and the and the deputy mayor together with some of our other neighbors. Well, don't you want to know what what uh, what we're going to ask ask for? What why we would? So, what's the point of going of setting up a meeting and we don't know what we uh, what our plan is, what our uh, our ask is of that of that group? Well, I, I guess I I don't know that you would go there specifically asking. I'm thinking there needs to be a discussion about what. They see so, that so, money going so through. So what you wanted me to do is run up the hill and have a little little coffee with the Reeve and Deputy Reeve, but with no uh, no purpose except to chat. Like I, I like I, like I, it's it's my time and effort. So you know it's easy for you to put a motion on the table, but what's the point of going up and having a meeting? just for the sake of having a meeting when we don't know what we want out of that meeting. I guess part of it, because it seems like when I've talked to some of, some of the counselors from the other jurisdictions, it, the only time we ever want to talk to them is when we're asking for money. And so I think by, by meeting with them on an informal basis, I mean, we've never asked them where they want to, where, where they think their priorities are. We've heard uh, actually, we have asked them. We asked them at the last supper. <laughs> <laughs> And they crucified us. <laughs> like I, I, I don't see the point of, of telling me that I need to run up there and have a meeting when uh, you, 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 we haven't sat down as a group and 
have figured out where we need to go from here, and, and a big part of it is the recreational needs assessment. So uh, if we know what's in the recreational needs assessment, maybe that will help formulate uh, where we need to go with the joint capital fund. Mm -hmm. Unless Deputy Mayor Manzer has some other, other ideas and wants to uh, carry the flag out there and chat with Reeve Tomlinson and Deputy Reeve Kulababa. I'm sure I have ideas, but I'm not sure that council would be aware of them. <laughs> exactly. But anyhow, your motion is on the on the table. Um, well, well, if the rest of council is not in favor, and I'm I'm prepared, fully prepared to well, withdraw. You don't this. know if they're not in favor. They haven't made a decision yet. We haven't had the discussion yet. I well, mean, we know where you are. Your, your well, to, to answer Councilor Brew's question, I, I think there's a couple of three. You know, we, we're sending paper up the hill on the air handling unit. We're sending paper up the hill on a park, and then we have a regional needs assessment. So we do have three asks before us. So, um, do we want to deal with them? Do we think that paper is enough, or do we want to have a an official delegation go up and support the paper? I guess is really what I hear Councilor Burr saying, and. The other part is whether or not we can wait till May the, let's call it the middle of May for the regional needs assessments. Mm -hmm. But um, I, 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 I think maybe while well, Rod Burr was willing to go up and uh, and speak to the air handling unit, and uh, he he certainly felt that it would be better to have a have some have one or more people speak to the. Uh, to the to the letters so that it's not so impersonal I guess and maybe that's what the motion needs to be is a delegation be appointed uh, to assist director Bell in terms of presenting the uh, the letters and the information to Northern Sunrise County and the rationale well and we do have a motion already in play from the last council meeting in regards to the air handling unit I don't know that we would need a second one to add 12 foot. Well, okay. Well, I think the idea that Burr has is that instead of just sending the letter there, yeah. we we put it on the agenda and we ask for Correct. an opportunity to present. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. So uh, I I think that would that'd be a and I isn't that what addresses your main concern? Yeah, that addresses my concern. So I'll withdraw my motion. So, do you want to make a motion to uh, have? I don't. Well, you need delegates for this, or volunteers for this delegation. Are Are there people that would like to uh, assist Councillor? I mean, uh, Director Bell, in terms of getting this on the agenda. I believe Colin is there. Okay. Needham and, Needham and Burr. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to go up there, Deputy Mayor Mazur? You enjoy going up to the top of the hill, don't you? Okay, so does that mean you're willing to go on this delegation? Yes, I will. So why don't you make another motion, Councilor? Okay, I'll put a motion on that in injunction to talking to Northern the Northern Sunrise County uh, just about their handling unit. We also talk about the increase from the joint capital fund for the 12-foot Davis Events Park. And to, I guess I'd still like to kind of throw it on the table, or, you know, what their priorities might be for the uh, joint capital funding for future projects. 
think that latter would be more than we should talk about when we're asking for yeah. detailed right. money. All right. Don't well. give them any daylight. They may take the whole damn joint capital fund. <laughs> okay. So, so are you striking the latter so part? Striking off? that part. So we'll just talk about the funding for the 12 foot Davis. And uh, just 12 foot Davis. Oh, yeah. The, the air only mm -hmm. and 12 foot Davis. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, stay in that seat, Director Bell. We have the Arena Strategic Plan, which I believe you're going to speak to. Yes. Speak to. Um, your Worship and Council, this report is in regards to the Arena Project. Um, the committee made up of myself, the CAO, Councillor Sawchuk, Councillor Benke, and the Recreation Facilities Coordinator is developing a strategic plan for the Arena Project. Through this process, we've identified um, a motion of council is required to formalize the change that has occurred of the phasing of the multiplex concept. Um, this is a, a item that would be beneficial to get this project formalized to start moving it forward. Um, as noted, the in June 2013, the multiplex concept was adopted by council with phase one and phase two to proceed with engineering. Um, unfortunately, we've hit a snag in regards to the structure itself and our current engineers, BR2, are recommending, as you're well aware, that we um, change our focus of that initial project. And what we are proposing is a formalization of that rephasing. So now where phase three or four was a renovation of the arena, Phase one will be new construction of a new arena with the overall multiplex concept still in play. Um, we're just changing the focus of how we're phasing that project. Quite substantially noted, um, but we do need to formalize that through council. So therefore, uh, administration is recommending that Town Peace River Council reprioritize phase one and phase two of the multiplex concept to a new single sheet arena which will include additional community amenities. I said this was a, you're going to build a whole strategy out here for us, but you're just asking us to, to speak to a single sheet arena. I think the uh, uh, discussion that we had at our committee meetings was to take care of this first. We have to, Mm -hmm. basically get this out of the way before we can proceed with anything else. We are talking on um, strategic plan on how we're going to present it, but we would like to just get this one out of the way first and give us an opportunity to take a little more look at it, come back to council with our next steps. Okay. So just to clarify then, phase one and phase two, basically what we're doing is we're saying that we're, that's no longer our our plan. We, are, we have a new phase one, and that is the single sheet ice surface. Um, when you're referring to additional community amenities, that's referring to the amenities within the single sheet ice surface. So the kids' play area, the track, running track, track. Third okay, floor running track. Yeah. So f original phase one and two is is now going to be replaced by revised phase one. Correct. Okay. 
And does this have to happen before we talk to the neighbors about the recreational needs assessment? I just, to me, the optics aren't very good. We're going to be asking them for funding, and here we are. We're adopting a particular, a specific mm -hmm. project without. Again, I think the idea, the idea is that our neighbors already know that phase one and two of the original concept is gone yep. by the wayside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This just formalizes it. Yeah. Um, because we can't proceed with that. We can't, we can't, you know, the original one was to upgrade the existing arena and we're not going to do that. So they are well aware of that already. So yeah. this just formalizes our process. Yeah, you're just committing to a rebuild on the current, current arena. Well, right, yeah, recognizing that we cannot, we can no longer utilize the Kinsman or the Baytex Energy Center the way it is. That's no longer a reasonable plan we no, have no, to No, I understand that. Them. I just questioned for three weeks, do we pass a motion today when in three weeks we're going to see that study and what it says. I, to me, the optics just aren't there. But, that's but And I guess that regardless of the recreation needs assessment, the discussions of council have been that we need a new re arena regardless of what the outcome is of the needs assessment. Um, so you're just formalizing the commitment that we have discussed for the last year since the news from the engineer in April of last year that we really should be refocusing our energies on, on building new as opposed to renovating. And does the committee think that we could build the 18 or $20 million touch without our neighbors kicking in? I don't believe that we could. So no. that's why I'm saying I think we should wait three weeks till we see the recreational needs and then put this motion for it after we've had, had the discussion. Well, I mean, if it was, we had to wait eight months or 10 months, right. I think that's different. It was going to be up a timeline, but it, you, you know. You're, you're not, you're not committing to a certain location. You're that's not right. committing to a, uh, a certain building. You are, uh, it says, uh, well, just let's get a new sheet of ice mm -hmm. in an arena that isn't sinking and that which includes additional community amenities. So I, I don't think you're boxing yourself in or or annoying annoying the neighbors. I think really what you're telling the administration is, hey, that thing out in 2013, just chuck it out the door and let's get focused in on, on this, mm -hmm. on replacing the arena that we have. That's correct. And the messaging for your community is clear that we now have a motion of council that we can be referring to publicly. Um, right now, our motion of council formally is the, the June 2013 motion of the phase one and phase two. So we need to clarify the formalization. And that's all this does is it gives clarity to your community and to your neighbors that we need a new arena. And yet when I've talked to some of the neighbors, that's part of the concerns. You yeah. guys are going pell-mell down this trail, and you haven't talked to us yet. And the expectation is, I think all of us around this table expect that they're going to help with that. And to me, mm -hmm. we work with them in tandem as opposed to charging off on ourselves. I just, I just don't, I, to, the optics to me do not look good. I, I'm not sure what uh, your worship. Uh, I'm sort of with Councillor Burr on this. I'm so we wait three weeks and we make an announcement after a joint meeting with our neighbors that talk about the region. These like what? What's the big urgency to do this now? We've waited a year and a half or six months to get this far. That's what's exactly the urgency. Okay. So what? What changes in the public? I, I don't. 
we need to get this we need to get this moving and sitting waiting for a long time. Absolutely, but I don't see how this gets anything moving. It does the first step as Director Bell said. It gives direction to our voters that we are moving ahead. We have canceled officially canceled the phase one and two from a year ago that we know we can't do. So why wouldn't we go ahead with it? We still have the discussion with our neighbors. That's part of the next phase of our development plan. We're just got to do this step one first. You want to say something, Mr. Burke? Well, yeah, we, we have a motion on the books right now that says that in part we're going to be upgrading the Baytex Energy Center mm -hmm. as it exists. We're, we're not doing that. So it makes no sense for us to <clears throat> to have that as our standing motion when clearly there, there will be no intent on anything that we propose to, to do that. So uh, I think all this is doing is saying, yes, there is clarity. We are moving ahead, and that we, we have ruled that out now, now. That is not an option any longer to rebuild the Baytex Energy Center. I'd be comfortable well, I, with that I, motion. Well, it's just to not do that other thing. I have no problem with that. It's when we start talking anything specific and moving forward until we can engage with the neighbors. I so what what is the motion that you're you'd be okay with, Councillor Burke? Well, if 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 we need to kill the previous motion, you know, uh, and rescind the previous motion to proceed uh, proceed with phases one and two and the rebuilding of the the Kinsman, um, if we need to withdraw that or cancel that motion, that I'd be perfectly comfortable with doing that. A recent motion. What's the actual number to it? I didn't provide the actual motion number. I, can you just rescind? Uh. Well, the problem is if it isn't, if you don't rescind it, does it? Do we require a five, five, five to two majority? And then if we don't, if that doesn't pass, then we can't. That motion sticks around for another year or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the intent here, though, was, was simply to say that if we, if we simply left it at that, that we were to rescind a motion, then we have, in, in the public side, we have no project. Right. We're not doing anything. We've taken away our, our project of rebuilding or of doing a multiplex and now we're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And this is simply saying, no, that's not the case. We're not doing that because we can't do that. We're now focused on doing what our engineer has now shown us for the past six months to be the option. And that's where our efforts are heading. So, so to understand this correctly, then this just basically, this recommendation just basically gets rid of the the rebuild or the the refixing of the Baytex Energy Center, which was discussed over a year ago, and puts the project in motion that we've been dis discussing for over the last year. That, that's correct. So we're phase one was uh, the twinning. Phase two was the hub connector, and that's not what we're. So we're talking the old plan compared correct. to the new plan, right. which we've been discussing yeah. for the last year. And when we message, uh, the only motion I have to reference is this particular motion 
So in terms of messaging, when we talk about communications and the need for clear communication to the community, this motion is the only one that I have to reference. And it's very awkward motion to be utilizing when we've substantially changed the focus of the project. I need a motion to reference of that change. So I know when we've had these discussions, I've had the same concerns that Councillor Burr and Councillor Sawchuk have put out um, in terms of building the relationships with our partners that we know we need for this project to move ahead. Having said that, um, we can't we can't sit in limbo. We we have to do something. Now we're told. I, I mean, originally we were told we were going to have the rec needs assessment by the middle of March. Then we were told we we're going to have it by the middle of April. And now we're looking at the middle of May at minimum to have it presented. And maybe end of April. Depending on the dates, Joseph. Well, you've got six communities that you need to try and pull together yeah, so. um, to meet. So I'm not overly optimistic that that's going to be easy to do. Um, so I guess in light of the concerns that we all have in terms of how to handle this um, and not upset the apple cart, so to speak, in terms of our municipal partners feeling like we're moving ahead without them, um, perhaps we could look at a, a motion that would... Um, recognize that phase one and two of the multiplex concept are no longer viable and that council um, recognizes we can no longer uh, renovate the um, Baytex Energy Center and that it will have to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And then I guess the details of how, when, and where, and who's involved will be determined once we receive the rec needs assessment. Mm -hmm. Would that suffice at this point in terms of what we need to do? Could you just take, what, what if we took out single sheet? Administration recommends the Town of Peace River Council reprioritize re Phase 1 and 2 of the multiplex com co concept to a new arena, which includes additional... Maybe yeah, what you could put to is to, replace, or to a replacement arena as opposed to a renovation. You know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding your messaging issue because I read the recommendation and I kind of go... It's not plain English, and uh, the average Joe and Josephina in Peace River that reads that motion in the in the minutes will go just roll their eyes and kind of go, "What the hell are they talking about?" Reprioritize additional community amenities. We're trying to keep it broad enough to keep that component of the project, which has not been decided on yet, um, open. Without right. closing that motion. Well, and I think too, when we met last time, our concern is timelines as well. As soon as we hit June, the end of June, nothing's going to get done again until September. So I know when we met as a committee, um, our desire was to try and see some momentum with this project before we hit a slowdown and then we're into September and now we've been working on this project for two years and we haven't gotten anywhere. Okay, so what you're telling me is what you want, want us to do is pass this motion so that next week you can come out and talk about a dedicated revenue levy. Uh, looking at, we want to look at the strategic plan too in terms of how we approach our neighbours, how do we talk about the project, what's the project actually going to look like. Um, but, you know, right now, Tanya's right, the only motion on the table has us focused on the last project. And we know we can't do the last project. We can only do a new project. Well, I'm okay with, if this is what you guys need, um, to me, it, yeah, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, actually. But 
My only concern is, is in, in the recommendation as far as my discussions with uh, with the public and the multiplex concept to a new single sheet sheet because the whole original plan was to do do phase one. To my understanding, was was the new building, and then Kinsman would come down. And then the next phase of that project is actually the second ice service. Mm-hmm. But and, and remember that, and maybe the wording isn't uh, clear enough here. But it, we're reprioritizing the existing phase one and phase two to a new ice rink. So you still have phase two, the whatever you want to add for phase two, phase three, phase four is yet to be determined. So all we're saying is that the phase one and phase two that used to exist, which is the twinning and the hub, hub, will now be replaced with an actual ice surface construction in lieu of the fact that we cannot renovate Baytex Energy Centre. Maybe we should ask the communication experts, i.e. the media, what the hell this this motion means to you. How how does the second ice surface fit into this project then? Doesn't yet. We're only talking until about we, phase one. Uh, until we talk to our neighbors, again, that's all part of the discussion we have to have on what they want to participate in and at what level. All we want to do with this motion is get rid of the one that's on the books from a year ago, which isn't valid. So, I mean, the rest of that next phasing and how many of our neighbors want to participate and to what level, that discussion still has to be had. So that is, that is not impacted by this. I, with respect to Council Sawchuk's Comments. I, I understand what, where he, what he wants to do, and Councillor Banky, I wholeheartedly support. We need to show some traction on this. If, if these are the words that have to get us there, I, I guess I'll go there. But I, I do not understand this motion. Uh, I don't think the public knows what phase one is, phase two. I'm not sure I remember what they are. Uh, why don't we just pass a motion that rescinds the, the former motion? Leave it at that. Because I guess in, you know, if someone asked me, okay, what is the single ice sheet surface? I don't know what it is. Like the only plans I've seen are that 18 or $26 million. Single ice sheet. Well, no, it's per, you know, performance ice surface is what they were talking about, yeah. performance arena, which yeah. is quite a bit different than I've yeah. actually talked to other councillors who are saying maybe Peace River doesn't need that big yeah. of arena. Maybe it needs to be you know, a sheet of ice, you know, something similar to what Grimshot did. did. And that's that's where I don't, I, I'm really not comfortable throwing anything out there unless we can define what that is. Well, then you won't make a motion until September. If you want a very clear defined what you're committing to, and, and hence why some of this motion is broad, because the, de- the details of the project are not defined until we're able to have those further discussions after the rec needs assessment. That was sort of uh, the logic behind part of this. Um, well, know. sorry to interrupt, Tanya. No, I think right where, where we're at here is yeah. we do know what we're talking about, and, and what we are talking about is that performance rink that you're talking about. So it would be fairly easy for us to define that in here just by, yeah. by clarifying that plan, whatever title that plan is, whatever date it was presented by uh, BR2 and Associates to, to clarify. Because publicly what we're doing is we're going out, we've done it to the chamber, we've done it to the Rotary, we've done it to whoever, um, and said this is our project. But that's not that doesn't line up with officially what we say is our project. 
but we've talked about it. We've we're we're doing it. We're saying this is how we refocused, but but we're not lining anything up. So that's all we're saying here is that performance arena that you're referring to is, I think, what council envisions as our phase one of the project. And if it is, let's identify it, let's clarify it. So without putting words to a motion, Your Worship, so what, what if the recommendation said, administ uh, administration recommends that the town of Peace River adopt the BR2 plan presented to council on such and such a date? August 11th. Okay, let me try that again. If the motion was to read, administration recommends that the town of Peace River adopt the BR2 Baytex Arena plan as presented on August 11th, 2014. So when that, would that need to be a revised, um, the revised BR2 plan because it replaced the original plan? If that's what we're looking to do, that's what you're looking to do is to replace what's originally on the books. The 11th. As long as that's sufficient, as long as the date is sufficient, then I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure that that, that is, I, I, gets yeah. you what you're looking for. I, and I certainly don't want to delay this mm -hmm. to August. There's absolutely no way, or to September. We need to do this tonight. Let's find the right words here because this, but but these are the wrong words um, that are sure. before us. And, and we can find. How, how about um, something along the lines then, Councillor Needham, as to reprioritize re phase one and two of the multiplex concept to exclude the renovations to the Baytech Energy Centre and to move on with the project as no, I presented? I've got to make an assumption here. I think yeah. Councillor Needham wanted to get away from words like reprioritize, yeah. phase one and well, phase two. I like Councillor Needham's motion, and I think as long as it gets off the books what needs to be off and gets on the books what needs to be on, yeah. as long as the date is sufficient to do that, then I... Yeah, and, and what I was going to say was that um, BR2 had not provided us with a design plan prior to that date. That was the, the plan that was presented formally to Council on August 11th. Prior to that, we were working off of plans from uh, our previous engineering company, so that would be sufficient, do you believe? That, yeah, I, I don't know the date, but if you're saying it's August 11th and that's the date that they showed us this the, the uh, single performance arena yeah if that's the date then yeah that works i wouldn't i wouldn't though the only change i'd make is i wouldn't call it the baytex yeah yeah <laughs> and maybe the executive assistant could do a quick scroll would you back like me to try a, a motion again at the risk of uh, verbal uh, diarrhea so well, call yeah we don't want the baytex because that just makes it sound like we're going back to refurbish the uh, the current yeah. We're going to inject cement in the bottom. So if, if <laughs> your worship, if the executive secretary could catch uh, my motion, it would be uh, Councillor Needham recommends that the town of Peace River adopt the BRT, BR2 arena plan as presented to council on August the 11th, 2014. I want to go on record that I think we should be waiting until, until we get you know, the recreations and we can talk to neighbors about whether where they're at. I just, again, I still think the optics of us adopting a particular plan that we know that we can't fund without the neighbors kicking in is, is ludicrous, but that's my opinion. Do you want a recorded vote? I'm yes, sure. Your Worship, I would like to have a recorded vote. Okay, any further discussion on the BR2 engineering proposal? 
Okay, uh, so all in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? And against? Okay, this one should be a lot easier. The 2015 Peace River Heritage Run. Unless somebody wants to change the name of the Heritage Run. Okay. So they're uh, requesting uh, approval for temporary road closure for three hours on Sunday, June the 14th, 2015, starting at 9 in the morning. And this is for, uh, for the Peace River Heritage Run, sponsored by the Peace River Running Club. I don't think we need to debate this any further. Who wants to put a motion? I'll Thank make that you motion, if Your Worship. Okay. So, uh, Councillor Burr has made the motion. All in favor of approving the uh, road closure? Okay. Passed. Uh, Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. Uh, there's an invitation to their annual general meeting. Uh, they love to swamp us with paper. But I, the meeting, the annual general meeting is held in Fairview on May the, uh, uh, just remind me again, uh, 22nd. Um, so uh, I guess we'll <laughs> enable council to go. Is there going to be a motion for that? Okay. I'll move that. Um, Council be council and mayor be enabled to attend the May 22nd annual general meeting of the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance in Fairview. Okay, uh, all in favor, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. I think uh, I think that covers that item, doesn't it? Peace River School Division. They're looking for a uh, a door prize donation, and this will be for that. Uh, This this is for the, is this for their uh, open house or it's for their staff appreciation? Oh, they have okay. a staff appreciation for their okay. and they give away door prizes and like that. Okay. I thought this came before us last year. Did we support it last year or no? No, no. So, so, Your Worship, just to be clear, this this is a request written by staff, not by politicians. Is that fair? This is on behalf of Peace River School Division Number Ten. Well, I guess I'm just looking to the signature block, and uh, I, I don't see any CCs to any trustees or anything. I'm just wondering. Well. Could we give a pool pass? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we organize staff events. I'm not sure if we ask Peace River School Division to contribute to all staff events, but uh, seems a little odd. So are you making a motion to accept for information, or uh, perhaps Deputy Mayor Mazur wants to beat you to the uh, <laughs> I will move that uh, Peace River um, provided door prize donation to a value of $250 to the Peace River School Division Gala. Okay. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Against? Okay. It's passed. So 
Uh, Workers' Compensation Board, uh, uh, this uh, happens every year, National Day of Mourning for uh, workers that are, uh, workers that are killed uh, on the job site. Um, and they would like, they would like us to lower our flags to, to half mass on April the 28th. And uh, display the poster uh, and use it in events marking this day of mourning. So, does somebody want to make a motion to that effect? I'll make that motion, Worship. Okay, and the motion is to lower our flags to half mass on April the 28th uh, to, uh, in recognition of National Day of Mourning for workers that have been killed, injured, or disabled at work, and to display the uh, Day of Mourning poster uh, at, at least uh, on town premises. Is that what your motion was? Yes. Okay, all in favor? Uh, the minister, 2015 Minister Awards for Excellence, um, and when the, when are the awards going to be made? May 29th. May 29th, and they're expecting applications, right? And the deadline for submissions is May 29th. Uh, is there, uh, does the administration have a team to... Uh, to do this, or are we short of time? The administration has not brought forward a recommendation to pre to proceed with it, with any nomination. Okay. So perhaps just a motion to accept our information, unless somebody's Mr. Sachek. I move that we uh, accept this um, letter from Municipal Affairs regarding the uh, awards of municipal excellence for information. Okay. All in favor? Passed. Uh, daycare is holding an open house, and the invite is April the 23rd. Uh, they're asking us to join them at Misery Mountain Ski Chalet from 6.30 to 8.30 in the evenings for refreshment and see the plans and look at the new daycare, daycare facilities. So uh, is, uh, is there going to be a councillor to enable all of council to attend this event? I would make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. All in favour? Uh, that takes us to uh, check registry for April the 7th and April the 8th. Are there any questions regarding those checks? I, I don't recall if I sent out, there was a question last time about uh, $31,000 check to 
Um, I can't even think of the name of the company. Sorry. Xylem, and that was for a sewage uh, pump for the sewage lift station. I'll move that the uh, check registries for April 7th and April 8th be accepted as presented. Okay. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzi's motion? So uh, that takes us to the information items. Uh, so we have uh, reports from community services, corporate services, engineering and infrastructure services. Oh, did I miss one? No, councillor reports. Oh, councillor reports. Well, uh, why don't we do information? And then we'll come back to councillor's reports. So, uh, so there are... Uh, so we have reports from uh, community services, corporate services, engineering and infrastructure services, and in the office of CAO. So are there any any items there that people would uh, would ask would like to ask some questions on or make comments on? Is there a report for protective services as listed above? That usually ends up. A week later than the other ones. I noticed that last month. I uh, had. I don't want to make a presumption there, but uh, is that uh, that's probably the case? I had one question. I don't know if anybody can necessarily answer it. Maybe Councillor Sawcheck knows, but just the museum statistics. Do you know if we're if the the um, amounts we're looking at are comparing like the months or if it's a year to date versus a, a current to date I just just curiosity just because there is a difference and I would assume that the numbers would be going up this year okay clearly I can't answer that actually I was just wondering if the number that was there is a year the, the 2014 I'm assuming is a year to date and not March statistics. Oh, March. So, it is March So for statistics. each month, I think, this, this month. last oh, month. Oh, okay. Compared to the other. Okay. So with respect to the uh, department that deals with potholes and so forth, um, people can start going to the website and reporting any and all. And a second to that question, the new pothole thing that we bought last year, it, is it working properly? Does it do what it was supposed to? Bought that two years ago, didn't we? <laughs> and maybe this is protective services, but the... Um, uh, global traffic, etc. Are we going to have some data on them in June or May? Or I think our first report, I believe, just came in. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe we do have one. So we'll we'll have the information. I hope on the next agenda. The next item was the 2015 municipal budget, and this one was. Uh, we, you were actually going to give an update on, oh, okay. 
This is just for information. <laughs> okay. But are, are we going to have to make some decisions? Worship and Council, I've um, been working on the uh, information that we received after the uh, provincial budget came down. And uh, last week I sent a report on the effect that it was going to have on municipalities. So um, I went through and looked at our budget. I ran a, um, a test on the assessments versus keeping the tax rate the same as 2014 with the exception of adding the 0.5 um, mil to uh, cover the arena expense. And after I did that, took out the grant in lieu that we won't be receiving for senior housing. Um, the revenue through taxes is going to be uh, within $8,000 of what we had budgeted for. And the reason for that is... Um, we used some preliminary numbers provided by KCL on, on what the assessments for, 20, for 2015 taxes were going to be. And we we went with 5.5%. Once those numbers came in, uh, it turned out to be closer to 10%. So with the increase in the assessments and the reduction in the uh, grants in lieu, uh, it, it just happened to work out to be balancing um, rates. But one of the things that I want to point out is in my summary, we talked about when we ran the tax uh, expectations, the preliminary ones, we were looking at a pro uh, for municipal taxes alone, an increase of about $18.30 on the median home. Right. Um, with these changes, and because of the increase in the assessments and rejuggling of the revenue, it's actually going to be on the median home about $25.25 a month increase for municipal taxes. So, yeah, and, and as part of the backup, <coughs> I went through and looked at a single-family residential tax comparison. Um, the first one is for, you know, the average assessment, we're looking at about a 7% increase in the assessment. And uh, their total municipal taxes for the year going up $273. Um, the median is $303, which is what I was looking at in the report. And I took one um, actual resident, uh, which happened to be uh, very close to home, so to speak. Um, and it's going up by 7.6% or $333 a year. So that's what the effect is going to be on our residents. I did uh, some graphs just to compare last year to this year to show the differences and to give you an idea of, of what to what our residents can expect as far as the residential tax rates go. That average of twenty-five twenty-five per month, that includes the education increase and North Peace housing, or it doesn't? It does not. That's just a so municipal that... uh, portion. When uh, we did the initial 
press release at the 1830. We had no idea what the government, provincial government, was going to do as far as education taxes, and we had a rough idea of what North Peace Housing was going to do. So that 1830 was strictly the municipal portion of the taxes. That's a thing we can control. So the 4.5% increase in assessment that we weren't banking on is still providing us with a balanced budget. And what I did to verify this is I went into our financial or tax program in what we call the test company, and I updated all the assessments, and I had all the mail rates checked, and I ran a test levy. And that test levy came up with within $8,000 of what we had budgeted. So that includes this anticipated reduction in airport revenues? Correct. This is for residential and for the industrial stuff that still stays the same, or how does that work? I haven't done the comparison on those yet, but I can do that up. Well, we didn't increase the mail rate, right? It's just that everybody's houses bumped up 10% more. Correct, and that was the direction given when we started the budget process was to keep the tax rate the same as 2014 and include a .5 mil for the arena reserve. So on the tax notices that people get, can they be told what their last year's assessment was, like a little note, and then here's this year's? We can look into that, but our forms are preprinted, and we have them for this year, so we'd have to try to figure out how we could modify that. If they want to know the information, they can call. I just think maybe it would, well, my house probably went up, so therefore I'm paying more taxes, that kind of line of thought if I see it, rather than... Some people do notice, but most people, they say this is what it is, but we can provide that information for them if they call in. I mean, I guess I look at it, you know, we've got a balanced budget now. I'm not happy that the rate is that high, and I know we're going to take heat over that amount, but what other options are we if we don't? I mean, we could lower the assessment to keep the tax increase in line, but then we've got to come up with $600,000 or $700,000. But you can't lower the assessment. The assessment is what the assessment is, right? Well, okay, lower the mill rate to keep the tax increase. Because let's face it, most people, they don't really, they look at their overall increase. I paid X number of taxes this year, I'm paying X number this more, and they don't necessarily buy the line that, oh, you only increased the mill rate by half a percent. Correct. But we were, you know, the instructions when we started our budgeting process was to maintain the tax rate, and we were able to do that. I realize this is focused on the municipal stuff, Al. Just if I could take you back to your briefing note from the last meeting, 
which was which was well prepared it but it seems to me you spoke in there of the education increase as well there, there's a slight slight five a, a mill rate um, mill rate like the tax rate increase but it's with the increase in assessments you know between growth and market um, the change in the mill rate and I haven't gotten those numbers from Albert education yet but um, I mean on a residential property we're looking at uh, for the year on medium $27 okay I, I was just wondering what uh, sort of what the effect of that would yeah, be. It'd be twenty-seven dollars. Uh, North Peace Housing, and that's a medium property. Um, North Pe North Peace Housing is also a twenty-seven dollar increase per year for those. Yeah. You've got your, in your note, Al. You say that there'll be four fifty per month on the average residential. That's for yeah. education. Oh, no, education that's, and, and housing. Both. Yeah, that's the, that'll be yeah. So two twenty-five each. Pretty much on the median home. Well, if we were to say this is the our plan is unacceptable at this point in time, all it means though is we go back and we have to try and cut a few things due to new knowledge since we set things in December, January. So I think this is good information. We have to go forward. Questions of Mr. Schramm? I'd like to thank Al for the information and uh, put a motion to accept this for information. Well, we'll do all 11. Uh, all we'll of them. We'll do all, whatever, 10 of them. So, next item up was Canada Post reduction in weekday business hours at the hours of the Peace River Post, Peace River Post Office. I don't think anyone's. Is either surprised or uh, necessarily concerned, but perhaps I'm making an assumption here, Deputy Mayor Manzer. Uh, well, put it this way, when um, they had one person doing both the north and south ends of towns, and so mail was getting delivered every second day, when I went in to inquire why that was, they explained the problem that they didn't have a contractor, and I said, well, could you let people know? Uh, well, if they come in and ask, we'll let we tell them. And this is my, I think this is another version of the same sort of thing. So I think it's disappointing. I don't know if it's worth writing a letter saying we're disappointed because half of us don't realize when you're open to 530 and when you aren't. <laughs> Maybe they listen to the podcast. Okay. Uh, Minister Johnson uh, has a residence uh, letter for seniors. Uh, do you want to comment on this, Councillor Needham? I know seniors' housing is close to your heart. <laughs> I just uh, need to open it up. Um, I, I guess the highlight of this is, if I ref and this speaks to the loss of the grants in lieu, and I'm just trying to find the. Yeah, it would be the second paragraph on the. Second line, on the second page, I guess, where he talks about grants and are provided only to senior self-contained housing. So it, it's certainly a concern to us. You see it on our budget line. Um, he 
talks about the importance of seniors, but again, um, specifically what I raise out of this is this grants and loose. So maybe um, at a future time when we talk to uh, candidates or the MLA, uh, the next MLA when, uh, when we have one, whether it's uh, uh, the current one or a new one, this is certainly a topic we need to talk to the provincial government about. This is a shortfall. Um, we've taken a big a big hit because of the the size of the properties in our community, but I also, I think I sent a report around Grimshaw was listed, and Grimshaw took a significant hit as well. Um, and, and, of course, there are a number of other communities within our area in North Peace Housing. So I, I guess uh, accept this as information, but just, again, make people aware that um, that's a loss of revenue uh, to us. And uh, luckily, we were able to make the catch-up because of the assessment this year, but uh, um, it's something we're going to have to look at more closely in the future. So so I would suggest just uh, information, uh, Your Worship. Okay. Can I just ask one question? Sure. Um, so this applies to lodges and nursing homes? No, 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 no it does not. Okay. Um, it, uh, I could provide you the street addresses, but... Uh, and I'm not very good. Uh, the so the Kaufman Hill behind. Uh, up, up behind. All I need to know is it's more than lodges and. Yeah, it's not. Home. It's it's. So not. it's anything that North Peace Housing would um, own. It, not not everything. These <laughs> are not not the lodges, but certainly uh, all the affordable housing stuff. The uh, Spruce Court um, is part of it. Not Garden Court, but Spruce Court uh, up by Clearstream up where uh, Councillor Ford lives in that neighbourhood, that facility. And then there's a number of single residences. We have family units. There's about, I think there's eight or 12 of them in town. So again, they, um, they're not taxed. One government cannot tax another government. So we receive a, a grant in lieu of to cover the property taxes. So that's, that's the revenue stream that we lost. I, I think in town, if you want the complete list, I can provide it. But it seems to me there's, there's at least... 12 or 15 properties that, uh, that affects us, which total up that 163,000, I think it was. I guess I'm reading the third paragraph in the letter, and it says, Government has decided to eliminate these voluntary grants consistent with treatment of taxation on seniors' lodges and nursing homes rather than reduce spending in areas such as maintenance. So that's where I got the lodges and nursing homes. Yeah, I'm not... I need to read this again. I don't... I, if you could leave that with me, Deputy Manzer, I I can't offer you an explanation there. Okay. So the uh, next item was the 2015 provincial election all candidates form. I understand the Chamber of Commerce is is going to have uh, will be hosting at the Saw Ridge. In, Saw Ridge Inn and Conference Center Ballroom at, uh, well, the doors will open at 6.30. The actual uh, form will start at 7, and it will be uh, held tomorrow. And um, so I understand that we have two candidates Directly from Peace River, Frank Oberly running for the <coughs> Progressive Conservatives, 
Sherry Hilton for the Alberta Party. Uh, there is a Debbie, Debbie Javor. Javor from High Level for the NDP. Uh, and uh, Nathan Sankey for the Wildwood Party. And he's so is he a parachuted candidate or is this? Uh, yeah, somebody yeah. from Valley View. So is that part of this, right? No, Ms. part of the Grand Prairie Small Group Committee. Okay. So it's a parachuted mm-hmm. candidate. Yeah. Should have been worse because they started them first. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, liberal... Uh, <coughs> Don't have one yet that I know of. So the liberals have vacated mm-hmm. the field. Okay, very good. So two, two local Peace River rights. So uh, uh, one from high level, which is in the riding. Yeah. Okay, very good. Northern Alberta Mayors and Reeds Caucus. Um, do you want to speak to this Deputy Mayor Manzer? Since I think you attended that attended that meeting. I attended the one in in Edmonton. Um, They're now proposing that the June 2015 one be in uh, Fort McMurray and the June 2016 one be in Grand Prairie. And they have agendas included for the this June version, which I think is rather far to attend, but maybe somebody would like to. Uh, the next item on uh, under information was environment and sustainable resource development, P- Peace River Hazards Study. Could you give us some insight in that, uh, Councillor Burr? Is this the flood mapping? Chols was just saying that they're not going to do anything right away. They're waiting for a decision by management. After the election. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand Mr. Bunn under Green Trip Grant funding, that's essentially the same message there. No. That's correct, yeah. Uh, Enbridge uh, is continuing to update us on the Whitetail Peaking Power Station project, 186 megawatts, and uh, be fed by sweet natural gas. And... Um, it's interesting they're not even applying for their AER application for the pipeline until much later this year or early next year. Well, there was some talk. People that know these things a year ago told me it wouldn't go ahead, but it certainly looks like they're on, on track. And uh, the Fairview Council has kindly uh, sent us a photo of of all seven of them plus their administrative staff in uh, Peace River Navigator sweaters. Yeah, they do actually. <laughs> I don't think we'd look as good in the uh, Fairview Flyers jerseys. <laughs> So, uh, I, is anyone willing to make a motion to accept items 11.1 through to 11.10 inclusive for information? Councillor Benke, all in favor? 
We're going to backtrack to uh, councillor reports. So, uh, since the last meeting, we uh, we had our last meeting on uh, April the seventh, uh, and there was a uh, Northern Alberta elected leaders meeting. That, that was, was cancelled. Okay. The spring trade show in the Baytex Energy Center took place starting uh, Friday at 4 o'clock and went on till 5 o'clock Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon. And it was, uh, I thought, quite well attended. And uh, are there, were there any other meetings held during the week? Uh, we had a MPC meeting on Thursday, um, the 9th, from 1 to 4, uh, reviewing uh, land use bylaw, bylaw, <laughs> the oh. terms and the uses, and we're kind of doing some house cleaning there. Yeah, hopefully you guys didn't uh, set another record on this one in terms of the short. That one actually was uh, two hours and 45 minutes. That was a lengthy meeting. Uh, the one after that was actually quite expeditious. So we had one at 4 o'clock, um, just a regular meeting of the MPC at 4. And oh, we have another one on the 30th to review the MPC again. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. And uh, coming up, um, what's the – so there's nothing particularly noteworthy on any of those meetings. So coming up, there. Um, what about um, the MD of Peace meeting on the eighth? Uh, oh yes. Well, that was noteworthy. Well, I. I'm sorry. Oh, is it on the? Oh, it's well. Yeah. So I'll I'll speak to that uh, during the uh, during the in camera session, since it primarily deals with land. Councillor Nate and I went out to Berwyn to see the show house with. Uh, um, Jandell, it's uh, tried to talk me to come in Peace River, and it sounds like they're more than willing to come here if we only had land on pond which they could start putting homes. So, I guess uh, once the development community gets up to that point, then uh, we might see some movement on that front. Okay. okay that was, uh, and that was, uh, was that Friday? That was April 9th, uh, Thursday. Thursday. Deputy Mayor Manzer and myself are also there. It's a slightly different time period, obviously, because we didn't see you boys there. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get early for the snack, so. I also uh, attended a uh, get-together at the museum on uh, Sunday afternoon from 3.30 to 5. We had a couple of our uh, board members, long-time members, that were retiring. So we had a little sort of a going away, and Megan has also taken a position in Campbell River at the museum, and she will be done at the end of the month. So she is also on her way. Megan Purcell. Oh. Okay. And uh, I saw Joanne McCorry at the Spring Trade Show, and I think she wrote half the newspaper while she was there. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Okay, so what's uh, what's happening next week? Anna, you have the council calendar? Um, no. No. Going. Oh. Where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way you were going. I 
because we will well, cover that the next meeting. Um, so there's a regular meeting of council on the Monday? No. No. Nope. Nope. It's the third Monday. But we do have a budget session booked for the 24th. So what I have noted on my council calendar coming up is the uh, PRWMC board meeting. I'm not sure what that is. Peace River Waste Management Company Thank board you. meeting on April the 23rd. The 23rd, yeah. 10 to about 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, as well as a budget seminar on the 24th. And then um, I believe um, Deputy Mayor and Councillor Benke, and I'm not sure if this has been confirmed, are doing a uh, presentation at the TA Norris School on the 27th. Is that correct? Yeah. And then council meeting as well. Okay. So a pretty thin week. I think there's a couple other ones that are not on there. Um, Black Cardinal Regional Economic Development on the 20th that I will be attending. And that will be Monday. from when to when? Uh, 7 till 9 typically and I think and maybe Rod can help me out here I think there's on the uh, 21st the uh, gravel advisory committee meeting MD 135 yeah no there was supposed to be one there I thought they would have given you an agenda by now but yeah well we got something from uh, uh, Lyle McCann here a week or so back basically saying that I think the meeting is on but he hasn't got an agenda yet Okay, all right, yeah. They had agreed to meet quarterly, so. Yes, Mayor On the 17th, I've got an MMSA general board meeting in uh, Clear Hills at the David Thompson Hall. And on the 20th, there's a watershed meeting in Spirit River. Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. And when's the MMSA? From when to when? The 17th. And the 17th at the David Thompson Hall near Hines Creek, 10 a.m. Okay. And that usually lasts all day? Or? At least till 2, 2.30. 3 is the latest I've ever been at one of these. And the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance meeting starts? Starts at 9.30 and usually goes to 4, 4.30. Your Worship, uh, on my calendar, uh, on the uh, the 16th, uh, Northeast Housing is a, they've got a subcommittee looking at remote uh, remote housing options. Uh, this would be all member municipalities, all smaller member municipalities, uh, uh, Napa, Bruin, Cleardale. So looking at options for developing uh, some sort of a seniors facility in uh, in some of our smaller centers. Uh, on the 20th, uh, we I've got a meeting with the Rotary House where. Moving along very quickly, uh, dealing with uh, some design uh, architectural drawings, and that's good news. Is uh, advancing that project, um, and then um, just a final on uh, the 24th and 25th. Uh, there's a broader retreat of Northeast Housing, so this would be the 12 municipalities that need to uh, come together, and there's a requirement to do our uh, next year's business plan. So this is a, a retreat to talk about. Uh, strategic planning and visions, um, and it'll be a, a two-day planning session at the Saw Ridge. So uh, a number of North Peace housing items uh, for me coming up. It's a pretty busy group, that North Peace housing. We're doing stuff. As long as people would uh, end with the arrows, it would sure help. <laughs> okay. Are you guys got anything to add? 
On uh, April 15th, I'll have the RCMP CAC meeting where we're having a presentation from uh, Victim Services. And then the following Wednesday on the 22nd is the Community Services Board meeting. And what else do I have here? Also received an email from Sergeant Brett Meyer um, just a few minutes ago in regards to speeding and safety focus. And this email I'll forward to council members here uh, by morning as well as administrations. You can share it as you please. Okay, very good. That'll wrap up councillors' reports, and that'll take us to uh, key communication items. Well, allow me to ask, Mr. Bunn, uh, is there a notice, any notices of motion? No. Uh, so key communication items, I will turn to the press and ask them what they found interesting, if anything. <laughs> Okay, I, I think if you talk directly to Sandy, that's probably the best. San, Sandy Adams, yeah. Oh yeah, you, they had a great picture beside of you beside the garbage <laughs> garbage can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The decision has been made. Recycling is coming to Peace River. Curbside recycling is coming to Peace River. And we expect, a, uh, expect this will reduce our waste deposited in the local landfill by 20% at minimum. But Rod Burr... Uh, we'll make Rod Burr to let him finish this one off. This will be his claim to fame. <laughs> That's what most people like. <laughs> well, I get 400 responses to a survey. That must be a record. Well, that was a successful survey. You got 400 responses. <laughs> and Rob Bird did the other one fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, any other items that uh, were noteworthy? Uh, you were talking about global traffic enforcement. I did do a story with Brent Fitzroy. I I presume you know what I'm saying. Uh huh. Did he tell you? No, never mind. I won't ask him. <laughs> so 230, okay. Well, we never got those stats. You'll have to, I'll have to pick up the paper to find out what they were. <laughs> what do you, well, uh, who, which one of you guys wants to handle this arena strategic plan? Okay. Okay. 
I had the airport cafe down on mine. Yeah, so new restaurant opening uh, opening in area. So you might as well directly talk to the person who's putting it together. You didn't share her name directly, but maybe uh, <coughs> you can share it with... Uh, well, I'm sure she'd want some free advertising, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that would be the... So in terms of the key communication items on that one, um, who do we want down as the point person? Um, uh, we'll put you since you've made the motion. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't think we want to put that information on the KCIs. No. Okay. No, in case she isn't that keen on it. Right. Okay, Perfect. Well, still, that's pretty good for a survey. I don't know if that's a record, but it's pretty close. Pardon me? Yeah. So if you want the survey results, manual waste collection similar to current service, but with Maximum bag limit, 12.82%. That's 40 responses. Automated curbside collection uh, was 10.9%, 34 responses. Manual waste collection plus blue bag pickup, 42.63%, 133. And automated curbside collection plus blue bag, 33.65%, uh, 105. So there may originally have been 426, and then uh, uh, Ms. Bell weeded out the uh, reoccurring IP addresses. Okay. So why was this survey so successful? This That's what people were commenting on at the trade fair, right? Well, that and it was four short questions <laughs> as opposed to the uh, – <laughs> okay. Is that good for you guys? Okay. Uh, we'll uh, basically break here, and if you want to get uh, sound bites or uh, whatever you call them in the business, uh, now's the time. So we'll recess for about 15 minutes or so. Thanks. Thank you.